Good morning, and welcome to my podcast on Simple Faith. Hey, it's so good to be with you. It's my honor and privilege to walk in the Word with you today and to share what God is uh, revealing uh, through His Word. We're going to be looking at Acts chapter 16, but before we begin, let's open with a word of prayer. Father, it is through prayer that we are connected to you. You have opened yourself to us. You have revealed yourself to us through prayer and communion with Jesus Christ. Today I pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon us, opening our hearts that we might receive the word that you have for us that the Holy Spirit would open our minds, that we would understand how words that were written so many years ago apply to our lives today. And then that the Holy Spirit would open our lives, making us obedient to the things that you show us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Friends, before we start at the first verse, let me just give to you uh, a little advice or a little insight into Scripture. When you and I read the Word of God, we need to understand that the events, the stories, the things that are proclaimed in His Word did not happen just one right after the other. In other words, one day this happened and the next day something else. There are time periods or time gaps in the scriptures. And this is the case as we start into Acts chapter 16. In the 15th chapter, we see towards the end of that chapter that uh, Paul and Silas had gone out they were going back through the churches where uh, Paul had established uh, believers, and they were going back with the express purpose of strengthening the brethren. And so they had gone through this, and it says that they had strengthened the churches, that the church was growing, many great things were happening. Now, verse, or excuse me, chapter 16 begins almost five years later. This is the start of the second, era, second missionary journey that Paul takes. And of course, Silas is with him. And it tells us in verse 1, Then he, meaning Paul, came to Derbe and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed. But his father was Greek. Let me pause and just kind of break that down a moment. It says that there was a son of a certain Jewish woman who believed. She was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet it says his father was Greek, indicating or hinting to the fact that dad was probably not a believer. And being in that position it could have created a problem. Let's read on. In verse 2, He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. Again, let's break that down. There was a certain disciple named Timothy. Mother was Jewish, father was Greek. 
And Paul knew this man's reputation. He knew young Timothy to be a faithful believer. And so he wanted to have him uh, with him. He wanted him to go on their missionary journey. And this shows us that God always provides for us because John Mark and Barnabas left Paul as we read in chapter 15. And it indicates to us that there's no single worker in God's kingdom who is irreplaceable. So that when a Barnabas leaves for whatever reason, when a pastor leaves a church for whatever reason, God has a Timothy to go with him. Or God has a Timothy to replace him. God has someone faithful who can carry on his work. And it says that Paul took young Timothy and circumcised him. Why? Because of the Jews in that region. Paul had Timothy circumcised not for the sake of salvation. Paul would never do so. If you'll remember, or if you read Acts chapter 15, you'll see that circumcision was not a requirement of salvation. So why did Paul do that? He did it because he did not want there to be any hindrance in ministry among the Jews. And so in Acts 15, we read that Paul argues strongly that it was not necessary for Gentiles, uh, Gentile converts to come under the law of Moses for salvation. And yet at the same time, Paul met Timothy and was delivering the news of this decree that had come out in Acts 15 and the, and the council of the elders. And yet we find that Paul took Timothy and circumcised him. And he did so not to contradict his own beliefs or the findings of the council when he had Timothy circumcised. He did this not for Timothy's salvation or right standing with God, but so that Timothy's status as an uncircumcised man from a Jewish mother would not hinder their work among the Jews and in the synagogues. Paul did things for the sake of love that he would not do for the sake of trying to please God through legalism. Paul insisted that Titus, a Gentile co-worker, did not have to be circumcised as we would read in, in Galatians chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. By Jewish law, Timothy was a Jew because he was the son of a Jewish uh, mother. But because he was uncircumcised, he was technically an apostate Jew. And so if Paul wished to maintain his links with the synagogue, he could not be seen to countenance apostasy. As Paul said, saw it, being a good Christian did not mean being a bad Jew. The wording in Acts chapter 16, verse 3, implies that Paul himself performed 
the act of circumcision so that the churches were strengthened in faith and increased daily in their number. Let's pick up once again in verse 6. Now when they had gone through Phygria and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not per permit them. Notice here that God's word needs to go out, but sometimes you and I might not be the right person to send on that mission. The timing may not be right. There are numerous reasons why the Spirit may have directed Paul around that area and not allow him to go to those areas. But Paul, on his part, was obedient to the leading of God through the Holy Spirit. And it says in verse 8, So passing by Mycenae, they came to, down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he'd seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Once again, we see Paul being led by the Spirit. And in simple faith, he went according to the leading of the Lord. And friends, when you and I go anywhere according to the leading of the Lord, we will find success. I've often wondered, as I've read through the book of Acts, numerous times, countless times, time after time, it talks about this church and the growth and it says, and they increased in number daily. And I think of the scripture that tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if that's true, and if the God who worked the miracles back then, that caused a great increase in the church, why is that not happening today? Why are there not numbers being added daily? And it's not for the sake of the numbers because what's behind that number is a soul. A soul that Jesus Christ died for. A person whom he loved so much that he was willing to hang on a cross and shed his blood. And yet, there seems to be a complacency that has set in within the church. And I find myself wondering today, fellow believer, co-worker in the work of the Lord, saints, ones who are walking with me in a simple faith journey, have we quit believing 
that God can add to our number daily those who are being saved. Better yet, what is our responsibility in that relationship? Let's pray. Father, thank you once again for your word. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that at some point today, that your children who have listened to this podcast might go back through the scripture, might reread Acts 16 and even the first 10 verses to see, God, I heard what you said through your servant, but now show me how it applies to my life and what I should do as a result of what you show me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, friends, so good to be with you once again. I'm excited whenever you and I can meet with the Lord in the Word and in prayer or through prayer. I pray a God's blessing upon you as you go throughout your day. And until we meet again tomorrow, God bless.